This is Sports Talk Special in association with Supersport. So a 49-3 win for the Springboks against Italy. It was uh, a match that we were very nervous ahead of the start, uh, or ahead of kickoff. And uh, John Robbie and Robbie Kempson joined myself, Wutle Matulini, to unpack this. Uh, John Robbie, good to have you. And, I mean, there was a red card. We're going to start with the fact that there was an advantage to the Springboks, but uh, maybe not really uh, entirely an advantage. All right. I'm first going to just say, phew, 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 phew. Absolutely. We're in the quarterfinals now. I stopped there on, on Santon Drive and I bought one of those little flags to stick on my car, yes. you know, like, the, like we had in the <laughs> Soccer World Cup because the World Cup has now really started. It was a much better performance and you could pick up from the kickoff that there was that little bit of edge about the Springboks. Remember Remember we spoke about before about the Springboks play better when they've got a bit of fear and there yeah. was and you could even watching the game it was so different to a, a, a group game it was a knockout game it every was. moment that first half seemed to last about 10 minutes to me mm. it was what the World Cup is about so we're through that and then we can talk about the game itself I don't know about you Robbie I mean the minute the game started I bet you said they're up for this no no they're definitely up but it was great to see and the intent was very clear from the Springboks from the outset and I, I think you know, if you look towards them that last try that Mark scored uh, just you know, their happiness and almost relief on their, you know, with regards to their performance I think they really wanted this and they really want to make sure they got into that quarterfinal berth. They've done that. They've got the easiest game probably of the World Cup against Canada coming up. So I think uh, boxes ticked. And oh, I, mean, I know there are a lot of other things to chat about, but how good is this young Cheslin Colby? Mm. Unbelievable oh. once again. Mm. The pocket rocket. I mean, he must be in the making for World Player of the Year. No question. I agree with you. It was very interesting. I was listening to the overseas uh, commentary. No disrespect to our commentator, but I, li- I like to hear a different, a different view. And they were saying that this is guy is the player of the World Cup at the moment and of course it's not just his running it's his tackling it's his defensive work what he does in the air and he plays with such a joy but the problem I have even in a game like this and and, well well, let's talk about the good stuff first because then there's areas that if you're going to win the World Cup you've still got to tighten up on I mean well let's jump in with it when we had that clear overlap and between himself and Vili they butchered it Mm, do you remember now whether Vili overran it or whether he passed it badly now, with the best will in the world, the All Blacks will never do that. Yes. And in a World Cup semi-final or final, that might be your one chance to win it. You have to put it away. So, so, so we'll celebrate the win. We'll celebrate the win, but there's still more that has to be done. But Cheslin Colby, I mean, we're talking now straight after the game. It's a little bit before the Canada game. Yeah. I just hope that injury is not bad. So I see that uh, he did give the thumbs up regarding that injury. He hobbled off with an ankle injury towards the, the uh, end good, of the match. But good. it seems like he's fine. But I mean, we, the scans still have to have to be done. Uh, uh, Robbie, what? What did you make of the match? Um, I, I would strap Cheslin and keep him going, regardless. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree with John. So it, it actually happened a number of times on the left wing as well. Um, Billy Rood just really closes the space for his outside players. And yep. he, he's so, for me, he's so off form. I don't think he actually yeah. deserves to be holding his position in that team right now. Yes, we won comfortably and it was an easy victory for us. But I think there's so much more that we can achieve with perhaps a different fullback uh, and, and the manner in which we're trying to play the game. Would you put Cheslin at fullback? I, I like the idea, John. Yeah. We chatted about this before. Yeah, I like yeah. the idea of him 
coming up that blind side, taking first receiver from the 15 jersey and applying the sort of you know, pressure that they're using Billy to do at this present time. And I think his kicking game perhaps will be even subtly better. Um, and he makes very good decisions all the time. Mm. And then we talk about his defence, Archia's name and try. Yes, Archia did very well to follow up. He did the initial offload and then put the effort in to get there. But that defence of his was outstanding. So I wouldn't. I do think it would be a great choice to put it fullback. I, I don't think it's going to happen, though. And in fairness, Villa, the rest of his game, it's just... And it's not just Villa Roo. We do not spot overlaps. And when we do have an overlap, we don't put it through the hands. Draw and give, draw and give, mm. put the man away. I mean, how many for these, for these skip passes, one in a dozen which comes off and everyone says, what a fantastic pass, usually that happens is that the, the men in between simply drift out and the guy gets pushed into touch mm. and it goes nowhere. Surely that's under 13 stuff, Robbie. No, no, it is. It's very simple. I mean, I think Percy Montgomery was the last last fullback that drew and passed the play in the Springbok jersey. It's that long ago, to be honest. And, yeah, they, they really are closing the space. I mean, our strike runners, our guy like Mapimpi, tremendous pace. Yes. underutilized because we're just closing him out into the five-meter channel. He's then got to come back in. And by that stage, he's up against two defenders. So I couldn't agree with you more there. Okay, and the, the other thing I was going to say was that the chipping interests me because on the one hand... I say to myself, it's it's becoming a little bit overdone and at times they should move it through the hand. But when you've got a rush defence coming up, dropping the ball into space and making it bounce or even those pass kicks to the wings is quite interesting. And it, it's a question, I think, of not of not overdoing that. What do you think of that, Robbie? Yeah, this is, it's a European way. I mean, they've really, they've got those rush defences up. To, I mean, even our Pro 14 has started recently. The, the, the defences are really up quickly. So the space, generally speaking, is in behind. It's just how you use I think you know, if you're doing those tips early on in the game, then you start putting an element of doubt in the defensive uh, minds, mindset, and they're going to have to start bringing a sweep in, which then gives you more space on the outside, specifically if the scrum half is utilizing that space. So it's, it's got to be managed appropriately, and I think you know the players need to have the vision to be able to spot, hang on, is that defender out? Is there mm. a sweeper in? Okay, hang on, the space is now out wide. Mm. Um, and that's not something that you're going to be able to call from upstairs. So, you know, the players really going to have to start thinking on the future to go see how they utilize that space and when those options are on for them. Robbie, at uh, halftime it was 17-3 and uh, the red card then happened two minutes into the match and that is when I felt the Springboks should have utilized that space more more than uh, than, than they did actually for the first 10 or, or so minutes in the in the second half. How do you feel about that? Yeah, so I don't think we can get too excited about our attacking plan. Yes, we have a few individuals that have had brilliant performances. Um, I, the idea behind this game from the outset, and I think we can all agree, is that we were going to muscle them up and I think that's exactly the plan that they put together yep. and that's exactly what they got you know that's what exactly what Rusty got and I think from a defensive point of view he's obviously satisfied that we managed to get the majority of that right um, which mm. so going into a quarter final now we get into those crunch games let's put Canada aside your crunch games defence more often than not is going to win those big fixtures um, unfortunately uh, you know particularly if you're playing against a side like potentially could play against Ireland you know the defensively we're going to have to be on point and then from there you need your penalties. So I don't think Rusty's going to be too upset with the result, clearly, with the yeah. points. But I think from a defensive point of view, he's smiling and going, you know, we're getting this right. And we're getting it right at the right times going into those quarterfinals.
Let, let me ask you a question as a, as, as, as a, a professor of, of, of the front row. I said before the game, Italy with Conor O'Shea, they're going to come up with something. It was like when they did against England. Do you remember when they came around the, uh, the rucks yeah. and so on and, mm. and it caused chaos and, mm. and was, you know, one of the great moments of, of thinking rugby, if you like. Here's a different one. I'm very suspicious, or maybe I'm wrong to be suspicious, that... that from that first scrum, the Italians knew they were going to get smashed for 80 minutes. They were going to get destroyed in the scrum because as soon as one South African front row was, was tired, another one was going to come on just as good. Do you think it's a little bit suspicious that two specialist tight head props went off injured in the first five minutes mm. and thus totally negated the scrums? Am I too suspicious on that one, Robbie? You're not suspicious at all, John. You got it spot on, actually. I, I, I think it was almost a plan. Um, you know, it's sad to think that Coach even think this way when it comes to rugby but uh, you know the second injury they say is an HIA um, but I, I, for me I agree with you 100% for two props to go off so soon into you know a match of this nature it smacks a little bit of the skull duggeries going on there and, and for me the, the biggest concern is that you know the second player went off for an HIA injury by the time his time was up to come back on the field they should have gone down to 40 men. I know that's the law as I know it mm. with regards to if you go to un uncontested scrum, in view of that fact, you are taking away a strength of your opposition yeah. and you go down to 40 men for the rest of the game with regards to that. Um, that didn't happen. And whether it's dif different in the Rugby World Cup, uh, you know, we obviously need to find out. But certainly in a normal game of rugby under world uh, rugby rules, that certainly is the case, that you lose a player in view of the fact that you've gone to uncontested scrums. Just go back to the if it was a false double injury. Isn't that the same as Dean Richards and the blood scandal when the guy pretended he was bleeding and went off to get somebody on for... I mean, yeah. it's actually a very, very serious, serious it's, issue. It's an offence. It's an offence. So surely the, the, the hamstring should be tested. I mean, that guy looked just a little bit too, you know, uh, Shakespearean in terms of, 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 his, of his grief. Shouldn't they now do a, a scan on his hamstring, shouldn't it? I mean, that other prop who came on and went off, he seemed to have a chest injury that mm. got bound up. Next second, he had an HIA, etc. Mm. I mean, it's actually a serious yeah. point. I know we won, so everyone will sort of chuckle about it, yeah. but it's a serious point going forward, isn't it? I mean, any team, therefore, that's getting smashed in the scrums, suddenly you pull off two of your specialists, and next second, the scrum uh, advantage is negated. And it's not just the scrum advantage, John. It's, you know, if you're getting, like, we were very dominant. Mm. Our players of that. So you're leaving opportunities to be scoring points in view of the fact that you have uncontested scrums. Your flanks aren't really bound. You're not having them on the back foot. The defense is not having to realign because exactly. on the back foot. You're not getting an advantage from a penalty, perhaps, that you can kick to a corner. You know, the knock-on effect for the general game and what you're trying to achieve in that game is massive. So I would agree with you. I think some certain investigation should go into the point where, okay, how bad is that actual first injury? Yep. And if it was a HIA, fair enough. And if he failed that, fair enough. And you know, does he miss the next game? That will be interesting to yeah. see. And if it wasn't an HIA, now does he suddenly have a rib injury? Does he again play the next game? So I, I do agree with you, John. I think it needs to be investigated. And you know, the, the point for the, 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 the bigger picture of the Rugby World Cup, if we're going into a quarter 
final against Ireland. And, you know, we suddenly found that we've lost the kids off and the beast is injured and we're up against Furlong and we prefer to go to uncontested scrums. <laughs> it, it has a massive effect on the outcome of the game. Absolutely. And let me be absolutely clear. We're not accusing the, the, the Italians of anything. But we're just saying because it's such a serious issue, I think we absolutely must know. And if this issue is uh, indeed something that uh, is found to be mm. a, 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 an offence, they should have essentially finished the match with 13 men. Absolutely. Yeah, abs- absolutely. But, uh, but what, I th- let me go back and yeah. say, I thought the referee was fantastic. And I want to ask you about that. I thought what, the what you, what referee... You... I always thought Wayne Barnes was a bit of a dick. I'm be honest. I always thought he was a bit of a dick. Just the way he acted and the blondy hair not out of place and so on. But, 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 but when you look at... at at some of the inconsistency we've, we've had and the effect it can have on a game. I'm not suggesting anyone is cheating. Mm. You know, he was almost Nigel Owens-ish in the way that he gave his decisions. He yeah. was clear. He talked. He did it. And, and I thought it was fantastic. As I watched that particular game, I didn't have to think about the ref at, at all. I was just watching the particular game. And, and I think hats off. And I apologize for my uh, my verdict on, <laughs> on, on Wayne Barnes. Robbie, is this uh, the best game the Springboks have had so far this World Cup? Oh, no question. Um, I, I think just the manner they went about their business, I think the energy that they brought to the game, uh, I still think we'd be battling at Scrum Off, John, you can probably come in here a bit later, but, you know, I, 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 th- I thought, I, I, let, let me come in, I, th- I, know, I thought Faf was good. I thought Faf was yeah. good, looked a lot, his kicking was a lot more accurate, he was, he was up for it, his tackling was, t- was terrific. Yeah, no, I, w- I would take that as a, as a thing, but I, 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 as a prop forward, I bow to your superior <laughs> knowledge of scrum halves, Robbie. <laughs> I just enjoy Jonesies and the, the way yeah. Yeah, no, he absolutely. energizes the yeah, team. Yeah. Yeah. Not much between um, them, not much between them. But I, I, I think the manner in which you went about it, we bullied them, and I think yeah. that's really what we wanted and needed. Um, I, I, listen, I, I don't think Canada is a match of a threat for us. Yeah. Um, you know, the All Blacks could have put a hundred in them if they just hold on to one or two of the balls. Yeah. But for, for us now, we can really get things on the road for that quarterfinal, and it could be one of three teams that we're facing with three very different game plans. And I think now that you know, with the, the time that we have at our disposal with regards to the Springboks and the turnaround between us and that quarterfinal, I think our preparation can be spot on for it. And, and as I mentioned before, you know, thinking back to 2007. Remember that difficult quarterfinal we had uh, against Fiji? And do you remember Jake emptied the bench? He yeah. emptied the bench yeah. and brought on the heavy brigade and so on. And, and against Canada, we can do that. We can yeah. play whatever we want and then just empty the bench and win it. And all we have to do is win that by a point. And then it's into three finals in a row. I just hope they do some work on finishing running in overlaps, those little bits, what do they call it nowadays? They call it accuracy. That was never a word that we had because you might get one of those chances in a quarterfinal, yep. a semifinal, a final. And if you butcher it the way we did that clear overlap, that could lose you the, 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 the World Cup. But yeah. I just got a good feeling about the South Africans. There was one bit, I think it was in the, the, it was the 56th minute because I always watch with a little bit of a, a notepad. And suddenly it was like the game broke on. Suddenly the petrol was gone in certain defences. And there was that spit of play where we attacked left, we went right, we had forwards, backs, we smashed our way through, we chipped it in, and I thought, that's Springbok rugby. Mm. When you play against the Springbok, that's what you don't want to see. Wave upon wave of athletic 
backs and forwards are running at you. And that's when you go and say, oh my goodness me, we haven't got a chance. And that's what we've got to spot that moment and that's what we've got to do. At that stage, I thought, this is fantastic. At that stage, uh, John Robbie, a number of players had actually come off the bench already and uh, Rassi Rasmus essentially did empty out the bench today. What do you make of uh, the substitutes' performances? Oh, they were terrific. You know, they were ter- They were all terrific. And and the other thing that, that I loved were the number of turnovers we got. We've got more turnover potential mm. in our team than anybody else. And once again, in your World Cup final at a game nine all, you suddenly get a turnover 40 metres out. You've, you've got an overlap presented to you and you've got to be able to run it in. So I think, I think that the, the problem with not playing expansive rugby and the build-up to the World Cup, if you think about it, we've played this fairly conservative game, is that you don't have those practices. Those practices, I mean, when we, when we played against Namibia, we should have put 150 points on them. We should have gone bananas, running overlap against overlap against overlap, because it's much better practice to do yeah. it in a game than it is in a, in, a, in a contrived situation. And I just hope that lack of... Ability to run in those those chances uh, doesn't come back to haunt us. But but overall, I mean, I'm 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 nitpicking now. Yeah. Because before this game, if you'd been offered the score, you'd have taken it in a heartbeat. Absolutely, gentlemen. Uh, let's look forward to the Canada match. We all expect a victory uh, as we bring this uh, um, this episode to an end. Keeping with tradition, I want predictions, John Robbie. All right. Well, I mean, I think I think it, I think it'll probably be a bit scruffy, as I say. I think it'll be a little bit scruffy the game because we'll have our. A, a, a dirt track, as if you call them that. Now they're very important because you get an injury coming through. They've got to suddenly, suddenly step it up. So I don't think we'll win by as big a score as this time. Um, I just hope we get through it. I hope we, I hope we run it and we run them off their feet, etc. But the main thing is just to get through it without any key injuries. Yeah. Give people a run, certainly, and 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 then let's get on to the quarterfinals. And of course, we don't know who it's going to be at this stage, and we don't know the teams for the Canada game. But uh, let's just hope it's as easy. as as we predict. Let's hope it's not a, a banana skin. Robbie Kimson? Uh, yeah, I'm a slightly different view once again, but uh, I think, you know, we've got time to prepare for that quarterfinal. I'd actually keep our big guns out of this game completely. Wow. Um, yes, yeah, some of the bench guys, <laughs> I might put them in, but I, I think our preparation for the quarterfinal is more important. Yeah. I honestly believe this Canadian side is by far the worst side at the Rugby World Cup, and it was unfortunate for them. But I, you know, I thought the All Blacks could have put 80 to 90 on them if yeah. they got a few things right. They didn't. They put 60 on. They did messed up my Super Bowl slightly. But, that's <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I think this, I think the South Africans, the Springboks, are going to put more than 50 points in, in this game. And I think it's going to be largely due to the dirt trackers that they are going to play. And I just think with the momentum they got from this game, and you, have to just, you really saw how happy they were at, at the yes. end, in particular that try for marks. I go back to that one. And when they're showing that sort of jubilation for a try, it didn't really mean anything in the bigger picture because we won the game so comfortably. The sides, you know, they're, they're on the right track. And I think those dirt trackers are, are really going to come out firing for the game against Canada. They're going to battle against us. The other point, as you're speaking, Robbie, and, may, and maybe you're right, if you think about it, it's the last game for the full dirt track 15 so it's almost like their swan song so as you say maybe they will give it a a full goal I hope you're right I hope you're right I just remember what's that old expression pride comes before a fall (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. the voice of yeah, but remember what I say you've got to have that bit of fear I like that bit of and I think the Springboks play better like today when they have that little bit of fear but gee whiz you can just pick up a bit of excitement and you watch over the next couple of days those flags I told you I 
bought the flag. It's on my car proudly now. You watch those multiply. Absolutely. And on Tuesday is that match. It kicks off uh, for the Springboks vs Canada quarter boss 12 on Supersport 1. I go with uh, Robbie Kempson on this one. I think it's going to be a bit more of a blowout. And I'm hoping that it will be a clean game with good defense from the Springboks. And hopefully uh, we won't see any points scored against us. But we'll see what happens. Gentlemen, thank you so much. John, Robbie. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Robbie. All the best, mate. Cheers, James. Thanks very much. All the best. This is Sports Talk Special in association with Supersport. Engage with the team now. Hashtag Sports Talk. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review it on your favourite podcast app. LivePodcasts.fm